no one is a dummy. Everyone is intelligent. Everyone has their skills and expertise in their own particular area. And what we're trying to do with the For Dummies book is to say, look, you know, pick it up. You can pick it up at any, any area and it will explain how to get to the next step for you. You are listening to Australia's tax news podcast, Tax Talks, the podcast for Australian tax professionals. Welcome to episode 168 of Tax Talks. This is Heidi Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. As accountants, we tend not to write books. And if we do, it tends not to be a bestseller. But Heather Smith achieved just that. She wrote the well-known Zero Bible, Zero for Dummies. So I wanted to know more. How did Zero for Dummies come about? I um, had written two books. I'd written one book and I was halfway through another book. And I was very prolific online on social media. And Rod Drury, the founder and CEO of Zero, contacted me via Twitter about a decade ago. And he asked me if I could write something about Zero and get it into iTunes and the Amazon stores. And I... As in a book, write a book. On zero. He said, can we write something on zero and get it into the iTunes and Amazon stores? And I took his tweet, literally his tweet to my publishers and said, I've been approached about this. And they went away and they came back and I've been writing for one brand of books. And they came back and they said, we want to do this, but we actually want to write this in the For Dummies series. They were very excited And they said, okay, if you're going to write for the For Dummies series, you have to go through the um, education process. So I had to go through the education process of that. Oh, I see. So For Dummies has an education process. Yes. So I had to go through, it was uh, eight weeks, sort of a review and education process. So I had to go, this is the For Dummies style. And I was given a lot of guidance on what the actual style was. Things are very modular. Things are very set out exactly the same way in every chapter. There's tips highlighted throughout the book and there's like sort of five different types of tips. So one's like global tips, one's like a fast track tip. And so you highlight tips, you highlight notes, you also have appendixes that you work with and and the way you define things. And you always start a For Dummies book with a... uh, a story. So at the start of every chapter is a story. So it's kind of like a my accounting life in a story. Yeah. So I read your story about the old lady who would ring the bell when yes when yes. all the columns had been added up. <laughs> yes, yes, that was uh, when I used to work in Cheltenham. Yeah, absolutely. So I had to go through that process, and then I had to put a financial proposal together, and I had to put a book proposal together. So it's two separate things. So I had to kind of, you have to kind of do a business plan for the book. So you have to justify the financial benefits of doing the book, the market, how you'll promote it, how other people will perceive it. And you put that together for the book. But then you have to also do the actual outline of the book. You have to say, these are going to be the chapters. This is going to be the breakdown of the outline. So I actually had to submit a two-page content outline of what the book would look like and everything had to go through an immense approval process 
And then I had to go through and write one single chapter and had to write one chapter. And then again, that had to be approved. And the approval of that chapter and everyone who approved me. So I was assessed by about 30 different people across the world to make sure they agreed with the way I wrote and my style. And I got lots of feedback. It was a very intense two-month process to go through that. And then I got approved as a for dummies writer and then I could start writing the book. Wow. I had no idea that it would be such an onerous system. It was. It was huge. It was literally I was working for two months without pay, focused on just getting through the approval process. Yeah. Yes. So that means the For Dummies series is not so much you just write. It's basically your book and you just use their publishing platform. It's almost like a franchise or franchisee relationship in terms of that you basically do everything and they just kind of in the end give you the platform to publish it on. They are very involved throughout the whole book. So they're involved in every stage. They design it. They distribute it through their channels. They give you the templates and they assign the editor and they assign the person who will market it. So everyone is assigned. I'm working in a team and my role is to bring the content and the writing to it. So it's very much a team effort. So there's a lot of people involved in it. Okay. And was Zero involved at all in the writing? Yes, Zero were very much involved. We were very fortunate that they supported the books and their involvement was to technically check the book and they spent a lot of time reviewing all chapters and they go through and technically check them. So that's really important. And they provide all... um, screenshots. So that was really important that you've got this book out there that has been technically checked by them that I write and that we kind of work together. So you have the internal people reviewing it, but you have an external user sort of saying, well, you know, the internal people may say, well, this is the way you should do something. And, and I would be saying, well, in reality, this is the way people are doing it. And, and uh, from feedback from people's, but I, I, it gave me an opportunity to speak with people all over the world in terms of how they were doing particular processes within Zero. Looking at the table of contents, I had been expecting to see payroll and super etc covered and because I also wanted to see whether it already covered STP. It is a global book and it the, the book is focused on anyone globally can pick it up. The payroll element is extremely specialized and it's different throughout the world. Um, for instance, in America, they don't have it. You click into Gusto to do your payroll there in, in the United States of America and payroll evolves so fast that it's very difficult to keep on top of it. So I did actually write a uh, Zero for Payrolls book. However, it almost became outdated almost the day it was published because it just evolves, that that world evolves so far. So we, we focused on the core. There is a section on tax compliance and it does split out main elements of different tax compliance, such as uh, different forms. So I think there's TPAR, um, different elements of what's available in there in terms of tax compliance across the world. Um, and then some, some of the versions have the ability to do checks, whereas the Australian version and the English version don't have the ability to do checks in them. So that's covered. 
uh, and that's included in there as well. So it's very much with an international flavour and, and nuanced into sort of the different areas. So that was quite exciting. And sometimes they use like advisor is spelt differently across the different countries and it's spelt differently within zero. So that was interesting, sort of having to navigate all those small things. But we said it's being written in Australia. So we use the Australian spelling primarily. Which chapter was the hardest to write in Zero for Dummies? Yeah, it's interesting. The easiest one to write was multi-currency because I really, really love multi-currency and I thought it was just beautiful the way it works. And possibly the hardest one is reconciliation because there's so many different nuances to the reconciliation. You can do it on one screen. You can drop into cash coding and do it on that screen. You can open up and you've got sort of your different elements of find and recode and discuss and then editing various areas. So I probably the reconciliation and that that funnily enough was the one that they made me write first as well, which was <laughs> unfortunate, but that was the, they requested I write that one first and I would say possibly it's the hardest one. <laughs> so that is chapter eight, reconciling your bank accounts. Yes, yeah, mm. yes. What did writing the dummies book for your professional profiles? Yeah, look, it, it's interesting because I thought it would make a massive difference, but over time it has done. Over time it's given me a lot of credibility. A lot of people contact me about it. It really helped me improve my abilities as a writer because I had the gift of working alongside some amazingly talented editors who were able to give me constant feedback to help me improve my writing in a way that as a, an accountant, you just don't have that opportunity to have someone every day assess your writing and give you feedback on your writing. So it really improved my writing and that has actually helped me go forward. And so now I get the opportunity to do a lot more writing at a higher level with organizations because they know I can provide both the content and the writing. It's has helped uh, attract clients to the business, but many of them, they're very varied and random. So um, it doesn't attract sort of a, uh, it, it's a very generalist client to the business. And normally I have to refer them to say someone in a different country or uh, someone who sort of deals in their specific area. But certainly it has really helped my career step up another level. And I would encourage anyone who is a content specialist would look at trying to apply to become a for dummies writer because I think it really can help your, um, uh, your professional standing. Talking about what you do, you do public speaking You're a writer, you work as a zero consultant and you also run a public practice. Yeah, so I work as a, an accounting and small business consultant, I'd say. Um, and I've had a practice, I think for over, a, it's well over a decade now. And what else do I do? I have a podcast, I run a, I facilitate a, a monthly meetup where we talk about cloud accounting apps. And I facilitate forums where we, again, talk about accounting apps. I do a lot of things talking and focusing on and trying to push people to stretch themselves and talk about accounting apps. So my day job, I, I would typically call myself Mary Poppins. I jump in 
help someone in their file and, and then jump out of it. So I have lots and lots of, say, smaller clients that I would typically work with in, in that respect. I will help them improve the design of their chart of accounts, improve the way they're using their jobs or tracking or activities or the way they're tracking things, improve them um, the way they've designed their reports and then sort of work with them to connect in with business intelligence solutions that will help them surface information so they can use accurate data, accurate and timely data to drive business decisions in their business. And I find that sort of say, if you implement a solution such as Float, which is a cash flow forecasting solution, it's kind of like, and and how I liken it to, um, I have a dog called Charlie. And if I go outside with my dog and walk up the street, he walks very, very close to me. But if I put him on my lead, I have one of those really long leads. If I put him on one of those leads, he stretches as far away possible from me because the lead gives him that security to stretch further away from me. So he'll, he'll stand about three meters away from me. And I think if you put in a solution like Float, which uh, uh, gives you cash flow forecasting abilities, it gives the business owner the confidence to sort of look at the scenario, the cash flow scenario of taking on a new employee or investing in an asset or renting another building and actually gives them the opportunity to test stretching themselves and take those additional risks with those data-driven, the data to support the decision that they're making. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does very much, yes. Coming back to zero, yes. where do you see its strengths and weaknesses? <laughs> Um, okay, so where it has been uh, very strong is the activation of bank feeds. It's really important that you activate your bank feeds. And as many bank accounts, credit card accounts or PayPal accounts that you have, that they're activated within zero. It's very good the fact that you can have as many um, multiple simultaneous users accessing it at the same time. So you can have a conversation between your bookkeeper, between your accountant, between the small business owner, while you're all looking at the same data. That's really important. The single ledger concept, which means that the tax professional When they go in and process work, it should actually be happening within zero. So anything should happen within zero and the finalized results, the end of financial year results should be sitting within zero. They shouldn't have to take out to another solution, manipulate it, add some stuff in and then populate their other solution. It can simply happen within zero and it can publish through the zero tax infrastructure that way. And so one of the sort of frustrations I see, and look, you know, we're talking specifically about zero, is that the tax professional ignores this or doesn't understand this and thus charges the um, end user, the small business owner, way too much money and is not embracing this single ledger concept that the final year results of the business should be sitting within zero and they shouldn't be these, oh, honestly, sometimes magical numbers that they make up. They, 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 they need to be sitting within zero. So, so one of the things is it has an asset register. So the assets should be depreciated within zero. And if you are doing any depreciation, all of that data should sit within zero. It shouldn't sit 
out on a separate spreadsheet that never touches the small business accounts um, and they never know about it until they work out all of their accounts are incorrect. So, and then as we have talked about, the open API and its ability to connect with solutions is, is really great. It's quite Typically, people say they find the interface quite easy to use and, you know, it, 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 so it's quite easy to move and navigate and you can go from your mobile device to your computer, your desktop computer, and you can access it from anywhere in the world. And that's really great because I kind of say I now have reached the stage where I do a lot of vocations, which means my practice sits in my handbag and I can work from anywhere. Um, so I'm going to be in New Zealand next week. And that's not going to stop me working because it's okay that I will have some days that I'm in meetings in New Zealand, but other days I can be fully functional and working because everything with zero is in the cloud and everything within zero is in the cloud and I can access all of the documentation I need because it's all sitting there within zero. Now, one of the things that I think that uh, I really wish they would improve is the ability to reconcile clearing accounts. So I can't reconcile a PAYG account, a GST account, or any when an app connects with Xero, it creates its own typical clearing account. And I really want the ability to reconcile all accounts to the balance sheet so I know that they're accurate. And currently that is not easy to do in Zero. And is Zero the only accounting software you use? I have an awareness of all of sort of the main accounting software solutions and sort of don't really try not to play a favorite between all of them. I've been given the opportunity to write Zero for Dummies, which was sensational. And I also wrote a book on uh, MYOB several years ago and uh, try and sort of sit focused in the accounting apps world identify what are the great accounting apps out there. In my practice, I use Xero, but I do have other ones running simultaneously alongside it. So Zero HQ, the concept of Zero HQ was that it was going to show you alerts for your clients on what to do. So you're only going to see this if you're a practice owner. And it should say, remind you of whether BAS statements needed to be prepared, whether IAS needed to be prepared, whether payroll needed to be reviewed. And, and it's typically reminding you of that. One of the difficulties is, is you can't define the reminders. It's, it's it's not necessarily too easy to actually define the reminders to your specific needs. So it's not an area I specifically use, but some people I'm sure would find it useful. What it should evolve to be is a area with a rich ability to define what alerts you want to and don't want to see. And it should be, you could just come in here and you'd know what to do every day. When you wrote Zero for Dummies, who did you have in your mind? Who were you writing for? So the book is written for the small business owner and it's written to both explain. It explains in detail accounting concepts, but how and why they are applicable to their actual business. And it should be stressed that no one is a dummy. Everyone is intelligent. Everyone has their skills and expertise in their own particular area. And what we're trying to do with the For Dummies brand 
is or, or, or with this book is to say, look, you know, pick it up. You can pick it up at any any area and it will explain how to get to the next step for you. And it's written in a modular style. So it will explain something, but it will reference back to another chapter if that contains information that you perhaps need, but you may only need to read one chapter to get you through that next stage, hopefully. And uh, we very much took on feedback of anyone who ever gives us feedback on the book, and we try and incorporate that in. And people have different learning styles. Some people need to see videos, some people need to hear it, some need to, people need to try it out, and some people, you know, it, it, reading very much helps them. So a, a lot of people do come and tell me that they find the book very useful and for the accountants and bookkeepers listening in, what I would suggest you do is if you are thinking of giving your clients the book, put your business card on the inside because I'm not, I'm not written the book to get work off everyone. Um, I'm trying to support as many people as possible. But if you put your book on the inside of that uh, cover, it will never leave the office and they will keep that book for years and years and years and they will have a reference to your business card on the inside of that book. And you can embed yourself with that client uh, very, very, very simply and cheaply. Welcome back. I was surprised how many flaming hoops a For Dummies author has to jump through before they can even start to write. In the next episode, episode 169, Heather Smith will answer more questions about accounting apps and share insights from her Cloud Stories podcast. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to Class for the support. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.